1: West Cork Beard Company,
0: make beard oil and beard balm for a strong, healthy, great looking beard. Handmade from all natural ingredients in Conakilty West Cork. Check out their YouTube channel for beard care tips and advice. Or catch them online at westcorkbeardcompany.ie For Gooners everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Arsenal videos and podcasts. Download the free Gunners app now from the App Store and Google Bay. Yo,
1: good evening and welcome to another episode of the Same Old Arsenal Team Talk. I'm your host, Dan Potts, and I am delighted to be joined by two Manchester City guests tonight and my good friend and brother-in-law, Mark Arguna. Mark, how you doing, bro?
2: Yeah, good, man. Good. Looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, but we say that sheepishly. <laughs> we say it sheepishly. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm a fuck of <laughs> I'm a football fan and I love watching
1: goals Let's hope hope they're our way man, let's hope they're our way Also joining us back again is Ray from City Fan TV Ray, how you doing mate?
0: Hey, buddy, I'm all right. I'm I'm, uh, looking forward to the weekend I hope it's raining goals
1: (laughs) Man, I reckon it will be man, I've got a feeling it will be Uh, And joining us for a debut is Manchester City fan Scott Schooling, good friend of Craig Scott and Mark Partridge Scott, how you doing mate?
3: Yeah, good mate. Yeah, good. Looking forward to the weekend, and uh, hopefully our form continues in the same frame. We've uh, we've been at it lately, so it could be an interesting uh, interesting game.
1: Yeah, I think it, I think it will be. I think it will be, and obviously there's that link with the Arteta and uh, Pep Guardiola situation, which we're going to come into. We're going to do things a little bit differently now. We're going to go and start with Manchester City instead of Arsenal. So, Ray, I'm going to come to you. We spoke a little bit on your show yesterday about what we expect of the game this weekend. And obviously, we've had what both of us have played kind of midweek, us last night and you obviously against Everton. What are you making of this game this weekend, mate? Because obviously Arteta's trying to get one over Pep. He managed to get one over in the cup, but it's not been too great for us in the league. Um, Are you expecting anything different um, moving forward this weekend, mate?
0: It's really difficult to call because you played last night, so you're not having a lot of... And then you've got to play Benfica next week. um, And you've got to get through that tie and we all know that you know your league position is precarious down in it's going to be tough to get to champions league i think that's probably gone uh, europa league is probably your only hope to to get into europe unless you win the europa league um so i'm not sure whether you're going to put a full team out you know for well put 11 players but maybe not the best 11 players that you got um so that's my only that's my only not concern because uh you know, if it's not your best 11, it's probably good for us, but that's the only thing I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about. Who are you going to put out? Who are we going to put out? We got Brusher, Munch, and Gladbach uh, in the week as well, and that's probably our bigger target. You know, we're with ten. Temp- that, you know, it's hard to say this without sounding arrogant, but with ten points clear. We can afford to lose a couple of games or drop a, a couple of points against you guys, and we should still uh, be, be quite safe. So we might drop a couple of players. We're waiting to see whether Gunduan is fit enough to start. Whether KDB is fit enough to start, I'm not he so sure he will be. He always is against us. <laughs> he's, he's come back He come back early just for you. We're supposed to be out for up to six weeks, he's come back after four weeks just for you guys. Um, but to be honest, I was talking to some lads before. We were doing trying to do a composite 11, and we couldn't put any Arsenal players in. Uh, and, and this is because of the strength of, of City and our strength in depth. It, at the moment, it doesn't really feel like it matters too much who misses out because the system is working and the other players are working so well that we can slot anybody in almost anywhere and it'll still be reasonably good. You know, we played Folding up top uh, for one game. It didn't really work out, but then we can play him on the left or the right or we can bring Mahrez in like we did for last night and he, he, he scores us a wonderful goal. So um it, it's going to be... I think it's going to be tough for you guys, uh, whoever we put out and whoever you put out.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting team selection. Scott, I'll come to you on that point because obviously both of us have got our eyes on Europe. So it's quite a a good or bad time to play um, Arsenal City, which way you look at it. I think personally it's it's going to be very difficult um, for Arsenal either way because you can put out your B-side and it'd be as strong as ours. So what are you making of it, mate?
3: Well, it's, the strength and depth of the squad is, is certainly showing at the moment. Um, even when we rest players, you've only got to look at a bench the other night against Everton, um, the, the quality that's there. And, and the thing, the way Pep Guardiola plays and sets our teams up, even the City fans, we, we, we don't know what that team's going to be like or who's actually going to start. He's, he's quite capable of chucking in the surprise here and there. Um, I think Sheffield United played the other week. You had, um, you had Diaz, Stones and the Port start at the back with Cancelo. And immediately, Cancelo moved into the midfield, which he's done a lot lately. And he's 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 been brilliant playing that role. Um, it, 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 it takes a bit of pressure if you move to a back three off by having Cancelo sat there. And, and the boys, he's super fit to be able to move from that position and still be able to drop back in and cover. Um, you, you don't know what we're going to have, have as a team line up. And, you know, like we have just said, you know, we've got Mahrez, we've got Sterling, we've got, we've got an abundance of players that we're able to play with and... Pep's not afraid to make a big change in, in a big game. I mean, you know, we're still playing Arsenal. You're, you're a big, big team, and I think you know the way Arteta's got you playing is at times you can see where you're going to be, where you're going to be going forward in the future. And you, you're still a dangerous team. You're still a dangerous team. Um, I couldn't even guess what the lineup's going to be. I've guessed a few times in the last sort of ten weeks, and yeah, there's always a surprise coming. There's always a surprise coming.
1: Yeah, likewise with Arteta. Scott, I'll stay with you though. Let's just talk about Man City in general in terms of how you've been this season because you started off a little bit shaky. I remember you getting thumped by Leicester and I thought, wow, what's happening to Man City? Then you brought in Ruben Diaz who I thought has been absolutely amazing for you guys. He really has. And I said to Ray last season that I thought Cancelo was going to be a good player and it looks to be proven right this season. I've been a massive fan of him and obviously Gundogan in the middle but... What do you think's changed over the last few weeks or maybe even a few months, to be fair, from the start of your season to where you're at now?
3: I think um, when, when a lot of people were talking about where we were positionally-wise um, a couple of months ago, it was always a bit of a false position anyway. We still had the two games in hand. Um, even back in, I think it was November, if we'd won them two games in hand, it still took us up to, I think, the second in the league. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a transitional period because... You know, when, when you haven't got two recognised strikers in Jesus and Aguero, you've got to start trying to find a way to stick almost round pegs in square holes. And, and Guardiola's found a way of doing that. I mean, you've, you've mentioned yourself that we've, we've, we've found a way to make it work without having a recognised striker. Kevin De Bruyne's played up there. Foden's played up there. Sterling's played up there. and it's, Yeah, it, our form at the moment is absolutely incredible and if you think that currently we've still got aguero to come back and kevin de bruyne outside the versatility in this squad and and, and personally i think guardiola has played an absolute tactical blinder to change the way in which we played change the way, the philosophy of football we've, we've gone from being the free flowing goal scoring team to a team that now actually at the back we are so solid at the back and that's that's the first time i've seen us look as good at the back as what we have. We always used to have a mistake in us. Now, I think this will be the season where we can kick on in the Champions League. Because of that mistake we always had, we'd get beat by teams that you'd look at on paper and think, they're going to beat City, but they did. Um, we had it in the Champions League last season. But this year, I think this is our best chance at the Champions League in, in Pep's, Pep's time. And I honestly believe, I think we're actually playing the best football I've ever seen us play, no, we had that season, we got the 100 points. Um, but the way we're set up and the way we're playing now, we're so much more resilient. And we've still got goals from all over the park. But, I mean, Diaz, he's an absolute Rolls Royce of a defender. He He's come in and he's hit the ground running immediately. And what I love even more, look at the impact he's had on John Stones. I mean, you know, they were talking about potentially last summer, Stones going to you guys. Um, mm. And I think it says a lot about him and his character. He's, You know, Pep's mentioned it a couple of weeks ago and said he wanted to stay and fight for his place. Same as um, Zinchenko as well, you know. There was a lot of people saying about Zinchenko being replaced. He stood up and been counting Go, no, I want to fight for my position. Stones has done the same and, you know, Diaz is 23. I mean, I've, you know, you, you'll never replace Vincent company but fuck me, we're close with him. Mm.
1: Yeah, I'm a massive fan of him. I think he's been a a brilliant signing, probably signing of the season, to be fair. And I think young Gundogan has been a player of the season, to be honest with you. Um, He's been absolutely outstanding.
3: I mean, with with Gundogan, I mean, uh, you know, Ray might agree, For, for the last couple of seasons, I've often looked at him and thought, you know, what is your role? Because it was quite clear that when you play him as a holding midfielder, that's not, It's not what suits him. And previous clubs he's played for, he's always played a more more advanced role. Um, He started playing that advanced role and he's grabbed it with both hands. And in actual fact, it's almost giving Guardiola a fucking bit of a a selection issue because we've got Kevin De Bruyne coming back in. And the last thing you want to do is bring De Bruyne in and upset Gundogan's rhythm at the moment. I mean, he's looking absolute world-class currently. He really is.
1: Yeah, listen, I have to agree again. And particularly against Spurs, Mark, we watched that game together and Gundogan was absolutely outstanding. But, Mark, I've got to come to you and talk about City. We'll move on to Arsenal in a minute. They look to me like to be the clear favourites to win this league. I do think they will. I don't think it's going to be anybody that comes close to them, actually. But, you know, they, they for me, are are a team that I kind of am enjoying watching at the moment. And I would agree with Scott that I think they're playing some of their best football since the Centurion season. Would, Would you agree with that, Mark?
2: Yeah, yeah, they're good, isn't they? You know, they're a a real machine, and um, I I think what we're seeing is (coughs) Liverpool are um struggling from three years, two years at the very least, of going you know, hell for leather, full energy, um, long distance in the Champions League, uh, on a number of occasions, uh, World Club. Cup exploits, um, you know, pushing City, losing out in the league by a point, um, and then coming back and hitting the ground running last season. So Liverpool just burnt out, and and um, they need a season off almost. And you know, no, no no disrespect to them, it's kind of been forced on them with their injuries. So and everybody else, it's just so inconsistent that anybody who's got a bit about them. Uh, then they 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 can just they just sting, string a run of games together and they're, they're away, aren't they? You know, and, and City are they are doing what we know they are. You know, some people I saw, which was quite comical, um, that they were writing City off, um, <laughs> you know, writing City off at your peril. You know, their squad is so lavish with superstars. You know, we're, we're, to the fact that Scott just touched on the fact that we, you know potentially. What uh, Kevin DeGroene is going to have to wait for his chance to get back in this side when he comes back from, from fitness. Like, Stuff it. You are taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've had enough of talking about sitting out these two. Look at them <laughs> sitting there. They're, they're absolutely loving this. this uh, but you have to take credit where credit's due. And, um, you know, they are exceptional at the moment. And, and all, all credit to them. We are going to have to be about it and on our game and on our merits at the weekend. And all we can hope is what Ray said at the beginning is that they, they might not necessarily need to be. Um, prioritising, shall we say, this game at the weekend because they've got bigger fish to fry midweek and stuff like that. But um, I also agree a little bit, I also agree a little bit that, you know, potentially for us, this is not where we should be targeting points. And I think Ronnie in the group very early on asked if we should be playing with sort of Saka Martinelli and Laka up top uh, at the weekend and and pulling Smith Rowe and... um, and Uber and whatnot out of this and saving them for a Europa League during the midweek, which, let's be honest, is our best opportunity to get back into Europe's elite competition. So, you know, is this game where we've earmarked points? I would say absolutely not. And I would say that, um, you know, why not? Prioritise, you know, because we we've seen Arteta do it before, guys. You know, Arsenal fans, you know, he, he sacrificed the FA Cup, you know, our cup. Let's be honest, um, to get three points in the league against, uh, you know, Southampton uh, the next the next week, what have you, and, and it didn't quite pan out, did it? But um, so, if we're talking about prioritising now, this is not for me. Where, but you know, if you if you're talking about uh, Man City, and we'll just wrap that up. Yes, they will run away with this league, and, and deservedly so. They've been they've been superb.
1: And Ray, to be fair, you've done it pretty much this season. Is it fair to say without Sergio Aguero and Kevin De Bruyne, so that that just shows how how good your your squad is, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, Aguero, I think has played 141 minutes this season. I think he started one game, didn't finish it. Um, and everything, everything else has come on a sub. He's been out basically. I don't think he's scored a goal for a year or something. He's he's been out for a. He, he played a bit. I'm um, not certainly in, in Manchester for a, for a long, long, long time. Uh, KDB, it's not it's not been so bad. I think he's been out a couple of times. This last one he has been out for four weeks, so it's not too bad. Um, and previously, I think it was just a week or two. I can't remember the actual numbers because we had so many players injured. I think that's one of the issues with us at the start of the season besides the injuries we started the season with three guys that had covid so we obviously couldn't play them um and we had the shortest uh, break you know we we were playing in the champions league on the I think it was the 15th of August other teams had already started their pre-season Liverpool were in Austria on the I think it was the 11th of August starting their pre-season we were still playing in the Champions League and then five weeks later we're playing against Wolves so we had very little break uh, players who were injured or needed a rest didn't get it and that's one of the issues with KDB uh, being injured as well Pep, Pep said he's just playing too much football um, but yeah you know we, we've done it without um, some of the players you'd expect Laporte we, we've done a lot of this season without Laporte and you know if you anybody had said City would Laporte wouldn't feature or he wouldn't even be able to get in the side nobody would have believed it um, you know Stone's Stones has done fantastically well as well. I think it's partly down to him as as well as having a good partner alongside him. Uh, but Stones has hardly put a foot wrong this season. I, I watch him very carefully. He's hardly made a mistake. You know, the way he carries the ball, I don't ever remember him losing it. So, you know, guys who you thought might be on the way out, like Zinchenko and Stones, have suddenly um, actually come out and done the business. And I just think... Uh, Throughout the team, it's, it's actually very, very good. Um, and our backup players have come in and done a good job as well.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, Ray, absolutely, 100%. It just shows the quality of uh, of your squad. I would never have thought Stones would have come in and done as well. Scott, I want to come to you just lastly before we move on to Arsenal, because one player that I absolutely love and think is going to be the future for um, Manchester City and England is Phil Foden. I think what he's done this season has really proved his worth it's definitely around better players than Kai Saka, and some would argue that they're quite similar in terms of class. But I think that both, much as I love Saka and, and and both of them, I think it's just fair to say they will both be absolute superstars in this league moving forward. How good can this can this kid be, Scott? Do you think, Phil Foden?
3: Absolute world class. Um, I've I've been lucky enough to obviously as other City fans have watched him develop over the years and. It was only last season, a couple of group chats that I was in, that a lot of people were saying he needs to move, he needs to go somewhere else. He's not going to break the team, he's not going to get the game time he deserves. Um, and I'd always maintained that when David Silver left, he had a job to play. He had a, he had a role to fill. Not necessarily saying he's going to fill his boots. I mean, David Silver is, is, you know, he, he was one of the best, most consistent midfielders in the Premier League history mm-hmm. since he arrived. Um, But what we're watching in Phil Foden is we're watching an incredibly intelligent player that is able to play a number of roles as well. He's been out on the left, he's been out on the right, he's played up top. Um, His vision and the way he plays football is just brilliant. I mean, I've heard him referred to as a stopport in the though I've heard all sorts of phrases coined about him over the last sort of couple of months. Um, and, And I almost, you know, for the last 12 months, I felt like I was almost defending Pep's decision to bring him in the way he has. Um, You know, I mean, there was even, I think it was on TalkSport or somewhere they were talking about him going on loan to to a championship team. Now, if you're playing with the likes of Aguero, Kevin De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, Gundogan, you know, David Silva, what's he going to learn going to a championship club? He's going to learn more sticking with these boys he did. And it's clearly rubbed off on him. And I absolutely think that we have managed his career Brilliantly. We've done it exactly right. He's been brought in slowly but surely. He's he's had that pressure taken away from him. Um, The performance against Liverpool was absolutely brilliant. Um, He's our best young talent by a long, long way. And, you know, I mean, he showed his clinical finishing, that he was able to produce that goal against Liverpool. And, and the one thing that I'd say about what's amazing Foden is... The boy's got goals in him. He's not just a creative, luxury player. He's someone that will, will produce goals in big games. And he scored against Liverpool. And I mean, that finish was absolute class. Um, it's that lashing of the job, that natural ability. And we're, we're watching someone who could potentially be a City in England legend for sure.
1: Well, I think you're spot on, mate. I really do. I think he is going to be an absolute talent. And I think that when you look at how good the kid um, is, we've obviously got our own in Saka. And I think that it's very bright for the future of England. And I'm looking forward to this Euros if, and a big if, Gareth Southgate picks the right squad. Um, Let's move on to Arsenal because um, we did play last night and I don't want to touch too much on it. I'll come to you first, Mark. Obviously, it was a game that I think most people were watching, trying to keep awake in parts of it because it wasn't exactly a thriller. Um, but from what we saw, there was some nice movement, there was some nice passing. But it's about us finishing our chances yet again. And last night, Aubameyang, who was on absolute fire against Leeds, missed sitters. If that was Ian Wright, Nicholas and Elka, Thierry Henry, we'd be like three or four one up, sitting comfortably going into this game on Sunday. And now, because we fluffed our chances, we're going to have to make. Thursday night, the priority, in my opinion, still. So, Mark, what did you make of Arsenal's performance quickly last night? And what do you think is going to be confidence wise going into Sunday?
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't think we need to dwell on it so much. <laughs> oh, God. It's one of them, and it's just like, you know, a couple of them chances go in early doors, and it completely changes the complexity of the game, doesn't it? So, you know, it's very uncharacteristic of a and, um, Oh Christ! We've been here before, haven't we? When we've given big yep. contracts to players of a certain age, and uh, it's kind of it's changed things, hasn't it? Let's uh, let's hope we're not going down trodden paths uh, again. But uh, I don't know. I feel sorry for Arteta because he's, he's he's got a belief and he's got a system and he's got a thing, you know, and he's still building and, and all this sorts of stuff, but. Football's a funny old game, you know. It is, a, it is a funny old game and it's littered with stories of what if and if only and, you know, it's a game of fine margins and um, sooner or later it's, it's going to have to turn, you know, sooner or later, big up, John Drake. Sooner or later it's going to have to turn and it's going to have to start flipping in our favour, you know, for Arteta's sake because uh, he, he doesn't get a free pass forever. Uh, and, and these boys are going to have to start performing for him. And um, I would take them out. I, I would take Abamyang out at a weekend. But then, <laughs> you know, saying that, we all remember the semi-final of the FA Cup last year, don't we? So what do you do? What do you do as a manager? I don't know, but this is why... I'm not paid anywhere near six million pound a year to make these decisions because, you know, he sees them day in, day out, doesn't he, on the training pitch, and he will, he will know. You know, I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility to ask somebody who's earning uh, three thousand pound a week to be able to play two games of football in in seven days. I, I personally, I don't. But when you put into that. On top of that, this unique season of this bio bubble that they're all living in where they've got literally, or none of us, any of us in the world have got downtime, personal time, uh, and and they're they're training, 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 travelling, commuting, bio bubble, you know, testing, testing, matches, matches. You know, it's a very, very difficult environment. I can only imagine for them to be living in. You know, you see the cricketers around the world, Mo and Ali's done two tests and he's come out of the bio bubble. We need a break. His head's gone, you know, and, and, um, it's really difficult for him. It is, it's, it's such a unique season. Um, it will go down in history. You know, That Man City will probably win the COVID season. It will be remembered forever. I should think as, as the season that kind of never was, you know, there was no fans. It was so weird. And, um,
0: Come on, mate. That was last season. Liverpool, Liverpool won the
2: Right, right. Right, they could have took the rest of the season off. You wouldn't have catched them, brother. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, 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 they were flying and, you know, they deserved that. And that hurts me to say it, but they did. But it's such a weird thing, isn't it, what we're living in? And um, I don't know. You know, I, I feel like um, saying... Take them, take them out. Play the B team. Let City have it, you know. And, and if that helps them win the league and stops um, Spurs winning it, and and Man United and Liverpool, I'd much rather see City win it than any of those. So let's give them three points and focus on Benfica.
1: <laughs> Do you know what though? Is it, listen, Ray,
2: I'll come to you because like we've got months... a choice in it. By the way, sorry, like we've got yeah. a choice about whether <laughs> like we, we give we... them three points. Listen, like if can... they want to turn up and get them, they will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, mate I was spot on and you? you're spot on because I'm not confident going it this weekend we'll come into why in a minute but Ray we sat on this podcast 18 months ago and you said I don't think you should get Arteta down because I don't think it's the right move for you 18 months has passed we have got a trophy but for me we're still way off in the league I don't see an amazing style of play I know that Mark and Scott were talking about that we are looking to go in the right direction I have massive concerns about this manager and I think that he's making the same mistakes and one of them is bringing on Willian every single game. There must be something in that guy's contract, which says that he's got to be playing. <laughs> so what, what is it, Ray, about Arteta at the moment? Um, you know him quite well as being the number two for Pep. What do you
0: make of his job at Arsenal? Um, he's he's not done as well as I would have liked him to do because he's, a, he's a, he comes across as a nice guy. Uh, I, I've met him at, 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 after a game and he's, you know, I think in, in his time at City, I think people thought he was a bit... A bit of a sourpuss at the at the time and the early days, and then he mellowed towards the end. And you were hoping that you know if he was going to come to Arsenal, he'd he'd take on that that role as a manager uh, far better than he has done. I mean, he's kept you kind of steady, but steady in eighth, ninth, tenth—that's not good enough um for a club like Arsenal. Um, so I was hoping he'd do better. He must see something in the players. He must, you know, it's the same way. You look at uh, someone like Pep, and you know, he plays certain players, and we say, "How can you be playing this guy and that guy?" And you know, all last season, I said, "How are you playing Rodri instead of Fernandinho?" At the end, um, Pep obviously sees something a bit better than than, than me. All just, but he's you know he's he's got a bit more, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, a bit more. Than me. so you know, Arteta must be seeing something that he believes in these players. That you know, you're giving contract contracts to people like Pablo Mari and uh, a few others from last season. I can't remember some of the players that hardly played was it Ceballos did he hardly play and he got a contract Cedric, Cedric Suarez yeah. as well Yeah, and Louis, David Luiz and stuff like that you know some of it is going to, it's going to come down to money and some of it is also because I think they reckon they want to get somewhere, somewhere else so rather than get another defender to replace Luiz we'd rather focus on something else this let's say this summer um and the following summer we'll get another defender um you know because louise is good enough for what we need right now we somewhere else is a little bit more important so it is it's it's tough but sometimes you feel sometimes you can see the benefit of keeping somebody a little bit longer we, taught, we talked we joked yesterday about david moyes and west ham <laughs> but you know but but the truth is you know they've given him a, a little bit of time. He's starting to do something. I don't know. Next season they might be rubbish again. You know, it might just be a fluke. But you've got to um got to give him time. And I think you you probably have to write off this season. And I know no one wants to. I know none of you guys want to, to write off the season and then start again. Do you really want to do that? You've had that with Unai Emery. You know, you wrote you know, you started again now with Arteta. Do you want to do that again? With somebody else, no, we've um, said this, who might
2: not make it. We have said this, Ray. Sorry, Dan, jumping in there, but no, we've said we said this. We don't want to end up with a fractured squad, Ray. You know, with you know half a team built by him and half a team built by him. You know, if, you, if you're going down a road, you've got to give it three years, got to give it six windows. You know, he's, he's only just this this window got after Deadwood out. I mean, Crikey, he's got he's got another eighteen months to actually get a squad. I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like Pep, no. It's taken Pep four for at for, least in his fifth season. The team that played against Everton, he bought every single one of those players, I think, if I'm right. He bought every single one. I am not sure if that's the first time that's happened under Pep. Uh, that, that this is his team. So, you know, he can't blame anybody else. You know, and, and in the first year, he could blame the fact that we had um Sanya as as right back and um I think an agent Zabaleta and we ended up the se- end of the season with Navas, Jesus Navas, Jesus Navas, as I write back. We had Kalishi and um, Kolarov on the other side. I mean, we had players who weren't good enough uh, for City uh, and for what we wanted to do. So, yes, you could blame them in, in, the, in that first season, but now, you know, the only person he can blame is himself. And I think Arteta needs to be given that chance as well, to so that, you, you know, the success is either coming from him or the failure is coming purely down to our, uh, Arteta, not the fact that he's inherited some crap players from uh, Unai Emery or from Arsene Wenger, give him a chance. I, I, I think you're got to give him an, at least into next season. Into next season, unless you end up, you know, falling down the league and flirting with relegation, give him another window and see what you can do. Fair play. Uh, Scott, let's come to you because
1: I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not convinced. Mark wants to give him time. I think it's a results business. And I think if you had told me at the start of the season that in February, we'd be 10th in the league out of both domestic cups and a 1-1 draw against Benfica and looking up could go out of the Europa League, I'd say let's just get rid of him now because we're in trouble. We're a team like Arsenal. We shouldn't be down by, you know, behind West Ham, behind teams like Everton and Villa, in my opinion. We needed to be trying to fight for that top four. And I would argue that we has got a better squad than people are giving him credit for. I personally feel like Saka is better than Iwobi under Emery. I think Tierney's is better than Kolasinac under Emery. I think apart from Aaron Ramsey, um, everybody else has been upgraded. You can't tell me that El Nenny and Torreira and Guendouzi are better than Thomas Partey. You can't tell me that David Luiz and Ken Mustafi are better than Gabriel. So I would argue that Arteta has got a better squad now and that we do need to be doing a lot
3: better than he currently is. What do you make of it, Scott? I mean, for me, the, the, the trouble you're going to end up with is it's going to be groundhog day. You can't keep having this go around the people that come in, try to influence their philosophy on the squad, try to play a certain style of football, then they go. Then another manager comes in, they've got a different style of football. It's now confusing the players who spent X amount of time under one manager trying to learn how to play a certain way, which hasn't worked under the previous manager. A new guy comes in, he's got a different philosophy. And I, I generally, you know, agree to a certain degree that Mark said, you know, I think there was a bit of deadwood within Arsenal. Um, the, the thing I like about Arteta the most is he's got a philosophy. There is a way he wants to play football. And if he gets given the staff and the players to do it, I think he'll turn it around. I do. But with, what, for instance, what happens then if you out him? Who's coming in? What manager are you going to get? And then another manager comes in and goes, right, I've got out what he thinks is the deadwood you're going to get stuck in a Groundhog Day moment where all you're going to do is keep being where you are. I generally think that if you give him a bit of time, obviously he's learnt off the best, give him a bit of time and let him implement the style and philosophy he's got because he has a direction in his own mind. Under know, Emery and, and, and some of the other managers you've had, I've looked at at times and thought, you play one way one week and a different way the next week. There's no consistency for the players because the players are thinking, well, you told me to do one job last week, this week I'm doing a completely different job. At least if there's a philosophy and a consistency of, this is what I want. Prime example is, is, is Guardiola, the first season. You know, I'll I, I never forget Jason Cundy on, on, on Talk Sport one night saying uh, in December, in Pep's first season, that he should go. And he's playing an abject amount of football that is not sustainable in the Premier League. He's not good enough to be a Premier League manager. Um, I mean look at how laughable's that talking about Guardiola going after six months because the style of football he played wasn't fitting but the truth was he didn't have the team of players that he needed to influence and and, and, you know ultimately deliver the style of play he wanted and I think if Arteta can build a squad based on what his philosophy is and give him that chance to implement it I think the fortunes have changed I mean to be fair I looked at the, the the league form um I think it was in midweek or the week before. I mean, in the last 10 games overall, I think you were up to like 4 4 in the league form. So there is. I might be wrong, but it might have been an old post that I'd seen from someone else. But I think there's a the potential there to do it. He's got some good young players. Saka, I mean, to be honest, he's the only player I'd take out the Arsenal squad right now. Maybe the good version of a Banyan that turns up at times because he can be lethal. But do you know what? A Is he's like an Eddie Baioi and he plays when he feels like it. That's my only concern about it, He's been brilliant and his stats stack up,
0: but pressure's got on a little bit, and he's he's not delivering, is he? Well, I was going to say the Arsenal record: the last ten league games, uh, six wins, two draws, two losses. If I'm right, last ten league games, which is pretty decent when you look at um, what all the teams are doing right now. You know, you, you see Southampton dropping. No one's really putting in a, a good run of form apart from City, so, and Arsenal's actually has been pretty decent. <laughs>
1: I mean, I, I must admit that the last few games we have started to play a style of football and I've said that on here because I've been a bit brutal, particularly around the September-October time when we were getting like hammered by Villa at home, 3-0, and we were losing 1-0 to about four or five teams in a row and I was just getting down and depressed because I weren't seeing a start of play. Yes, we were better defensively, but we are losing a lot of games 1-0. We weren't scoring for Toffy. So I was getting really frustrated with it and it was the same team every week with Arteta. Now we're starting to see the Smith-Rosen and then Saka's coming in. I'm still not seeing enough for Martinelli in my liking because I think the player's got talent. I think he's much, much better than Pepe or Willian, but Pepe or Willian are getting ahead of him at the moment. He gave loads and loads of time to Joe Willick and Eddie Nketiah and he's not giving the same time, in my opinion, to Martinelli. So I hope that changes and we start to see that now because I think the kid's got absolute raw talent. And I think if you can start to use those players to infuse the likes of Aubameyang and Lacazette, then we might seem to start looking at scoring some more goals and getting some more results. But, Mark, I'll come to you because I think it's important for this weekend's game. We've got a lot of players that are now available. We mm. have Pablo Marie back. We have options at the centre. Sorry, back sorry. I'll, we,
2: I'll, I'll stop you there. Pablo Marie may be available, but we won't use him because of the clause. Yeah.
1: <laughs> do you believe that or do you not? <laughs>
2: Do I I believe it? He hasn't played a game since he played nine games on the spin for us. An absolute world beater, and then and then he didn't. He hasn't played again because he had a thigh strain. And then it comes to light that we've got to pay a million pound if he plays ten league games. (laughs) Shut up! Is it true?
1: It's unbelievable, isn't it? It is unbelievable. I honestly cannot believe that. would be anyway, so very Arsenal. But, um, but listen, we have got some players back. Obviously, Pablo Marie, Gabriel, David Luiz and Rob Holden, they're all available. Yeah. Be interested to see what centre-half pairing he thinks is yeah, best suited be. moving forward. Um, obviously, Thomas Partey looks like he could be fit. Mm. touch and go. Kieran Tierney came on the other night, another player that is so, so important. And, you know, I know Scott said he'd take Saka. I'm sure Ryan Scott would take Kieran Tierney fit over Zinchenko, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, I think Kieran Tierney's got the potential to be top top class in the Premier League. I really do. Um, So we've got some options. We've got some options, Mark. Um, Are you expecting a strong side on Sunday, mate?
2: Well, no. I, I, I don't know. no. No, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't play uh, parto because he's clearly not right. And, um, you know, he's played something like eight seasons or something for Atletico Madrid, never missed a game. He's come to us and and he's struggling a bit. And, And maybe that's a little bit of everything combined with... Burnout from Diego Simeone and you know and the Arsenal injury jinx and, and moving countries and different doctors and physios looking at different things. So I, I would just say, let's just park him, you know what I mean? And, and um, Thursday night may be more important. Um, Tierney, he, he's... He needs to run a game. See, you know, he looks fantastic, doesn't he? But it's no good looking fantastic for two games and then having free off. Do you know what I mean? That's part time. We ain't got the we ain't got the depth of squad to have people like that. So he can only come back if he is ready to come back fully. Um, but we we one of our centre halves will need to be a ball playing progressive centre half as, as is the modern way, uh, and that is why David Luiz is hanging around our squad because he's got the out ball. Um, and I fully expect David Louise to play because I I do like him. What I particularly liked about him was the way he berated Granit Xhaka the other night, um, who nearly gave the game away um, against Benfica for that stupid ball, um, lost possession in her own half, her own area almost, and um, David Louise was all on him for that, you know, because Xhaka's got that in his game. We know that, you know, he's got a a, a glaring mistake, a a game-losing mistake, so I would, uh, I mean, obviously, we know William will come off the bench because that's another clause in the contract. If he's an unused sub, we get fined. So he he will make a cameo of about 20 minutes and do very little. Um, but I, I would like to see Martinelli start. I, I would like to see Lacazette start. Uh, I think it would be Lacquer and Uber uh, and maybe Martinelli uh, and uh, Audigard. You know, the lad... He needs minutes. He's on loan. You know, it's no concern of ours if he breaks down. He's not our player. He's just there doing a job for us, which is protecting our other midfield players. So I would go with Aldegaard. And and I would give Smith Rowe. I'd take Smith Rowe out. He needs a break, I think. Um, He's a good lad. Done well for us. Really appreciated of it. Um, but I, I, w- I would have him as an impact player, maybe. Pepe, you know, he, he's probably got a shout for a start, to be honest with you. you know, he didn't do any harm, did he, in the semi-final and the final of the FA Cup last year and obviously against City and that. So maybe he can raise his game for the big games. And this is a big game against a big club, the best club in the league this season. So, yeah, maybe a few changes. Um, I think I've touched on a few of them there. I don't expect to see too many major surprises. It will be Xhaka and probably Zobias, won't it? Again.
1: Yeah, I'm not a fan of that pair, man. I, I thought Sabias well, okay, was all right could be last El Nini, night. Then. It
2: could be El Nini instead of Sabias, to be fair. Maybe try oh, I think you'd it, be right. I think you are right. Park, maybe double park on um Foden. I don't know.
1: Maybe it will have to be this. I think we need about four players to mark some of theirs out, to be fair. But there we go. Um, Ray, I'm good company you on this one. Uh, Evening to Sophie and Harvey squad. Top girl. Absolutely love Sophie. If we approach this game versus City like it's the FA Cup, we can win. What do you make of that, Ray? Is that the only way to kind of beat you to try and play a different kind of style? Because if we try and play football against City, I think we'll get hammered.
0: Yeah, if you try and play football, I think um, yeah, you're right. You, you'll get beat. We, we're just we are just too good. Um, you're gonna have to do something different. Um, it might be that you have to put that press on. Uh, you know, depending if we're playing through at the back, might be uh, you, you we've seen teams pick on a player or who they think is weak and focus on him. Like they say, right? Uh, you know, uh, as soon as Laporte gets the ball, if he's at centre back, you're on him. Yeah, if, if it's Diaz's on the ball, you leave him because he's, he's he's got too much control or whatever. So you've got to pick your players. Like you know, If Zinchenko's playing, focus on him. I, I've, I said for three or four seasons, knock the ball over his head. The diagonal ball over uh, Zinchenko's head is a problem for him. Even this season, he struggled with that. Um, in, in the games he, in, earlier in the season, that was one of the big problems we had. But you you, you can't play the same way against us and hope to get a, a different result. It's because we've seen it, it doesn't work, so you've got to mix it up a little bit. You it, it might be you have to get your you know stick, stick, stick the boots in a bit, um, fairly, but stick the boots in and, and show that you mean something. Because you know, you know, Everton, Everton had a decent game against City the way they set up 4 4 2, two guys in the middle, uh, in Dakuri and um, Tom Davis, who were there just to you know disrupt and cause trouble. And yes, we had. Plenty of chances, but Everton had three or four half decent chances themselves. And I think that's you just got to be in a position to mix it up. Always pace is a big, big uh, factor, big impact on City if you've got a, a, the, the right amount of pace there um, and, and and break. Um, and when you break, break, you got to take a risk as well if you want to score. You know, don't break with three or four players. Break with five or six. You've got to take that risk. Obviously, it leaves you open at the back. But you know, if you want something out of the game, I think you're gonna have to score.
1: Well, absolutely. I think it's going to be a, a must, um, in my opinion. Scott, before we move on to kind of predictions to start wrapping up the show, I want to come to you on a few Arsenal players that potentially you'd like to uh, see in a Man City shirt. If I could give you a couple of uh, players, you can go for whoever you want to pick into a Man City side. Then who would you go from, from this current crop of players, mate?
3: Um, Like I mentioned earlier, Um. Probably only Sacco, and, and, and it's no disrespect to you boys as a club because you, you do have some exciting players within within your squad that are coming through. You know, you, you've mentioned a few previously, but our City squad is that good. There aren't many players across Europe right now that are going to break into that team. Um, there's no one getting in at centre-back right now. That midfield takes care of itself. Yes, we've had the striker issues, I mean, you know, I mean, for me, the only real addition that we need to have this season would be Highland. So I, I don't think there's any players from most clubs that are going to break in that team, but Saka is the one I'd take for sure.
1: I mean, I must I must admit, I, I, I quite agree that I think Saka would, would be superb mm. anywhere, um, but might struggle even to get into your first team the way that you're playing with your attacking players. But I would, I would argue that potentially a Bamiang on his day at the moment, because obviously Aguero has been injured, I would argue that Thomas Partey could walk into your side because he is ridiculously good. And I would argue that Kieran Tierney would be better than Zinchenko. Um, but I think you're right there. There's not going to be many, personally, uh, in, currently in this squad. Ray, I'll come to you before I come to Mark. Would you agree with, with that there? Do you think I've mentioned names that you'd have or do you
0: disagree? I'd um, have. yeah, I like him. Uh, he's exciting. He's young. He's got ta- plenty of talent, a lot of potential. He's going to go a long way. So, yep, definitely Saka. Um, to be honest, the thing is with, with Zinchenko, he's he's fought for his place as well. You know, he he could have gone a, c- a couple of seasons back to uh, Wolves wanted him. They thought they had the deal sorted. Betis wanted him. Could have gone this summer. He stayed a knuckle down and fought for his place. And I actually think he, he gives us that balance, having him on the left. And he's the kind of player we want. So if Tierney comes, I, 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 right now I'd see he's backup. I, I, want, I would want to see him, um, how he'd fit into that city side and how he'd play with, with, the, with the rest of the players to see whether he's actually better in that position than Zinchenko. Aubameyang, is he going to work hard enough? I think that's the big issue for me. You know, For all Gabriel Jesus' issues in actually scoring goals when he's got a good chance, he works so hard. And I think that's what gets him in that team and that's what keeps him playing um, most weeks is because of his work rate, his movement, uh, dropping back and everything else. Yang's not going to offer you that. Uh, and so I think, I can't, I'm can't. i trying to think, I, I just part I, I don't know how, I mean, I've not seen enough of him. He's, he's been out, for, he's he played about 10, 12 games for you guys. So I've not seen what, what he can do. I've seen him, was it that game where he was, was it against Spurs? Or, I can't remember now, where he got injured. And he Spurs. was hobbling, yeah, hobbling off the pitch. I mean, sorry, you know, I'd like my players to have a little bit of heart, you know. I know play, I know mates of playing football, you no, know, playing with broken ankles, broken, you know, bones in the foot during the game. Um, you don't, you don't, you don't drag yourself off, you know. I, I remember one, we we I played a game at training on a Wednesday. I bust my leg. We had a, a cup game on the weekend, and they wanted me to play. And I had four sessions of physio paid privately. I needed six weeks off. I had four sessions of physio and I went to play that game. We got stuffed, I think, 4-1 or 4-2 or something. Um, But that's the kind of effort you want. So I'm not sure if Partey is, you know, and once again, without seeing him and seeing how he fits into the city side, you just don't know, you know, who's going to fit in. Um, Saka. Saka's the only one I'd, I'd, uh, you know, I'd uh, drive down to London and pick him up myself. I'd carry (laughs) him on my back. Back to Manchester.
1: Fair play, both quite adamant about that. But Kayu Saka, I think he is going to be an absolute talent, and already is. To be fair, uh, Mark, what player would you not have in the Man City side? <laughs> um, I think personally, for me, man, I don't know if you agree, Mark. John Stones,
2: so I wouldn't have John Stones. I'm, um, I'm going to go Kevin De Bruyne.
1: One hundred percent, like walks in this side. Uh, as far Andrew, as I'm concerned, he's mate.
2: he's he's, uh, he's all, all right. right. I'd like to see he's a. Fitness ratio, though, for me, he does. He misses a few. Don't he, Kevin. He does. Like I remember uh, the Centurion seasons. Scott. Um, I, I don't think Kevin De Bruyne played too many games that season for you, when you got hundred points. Did he? Is he's, he's he's let's, let's have it right. He's one of the best midfield players in the world on the ballers um, list. But um, no, I, I don't. I like Phil Foden. I don't know whether it's because he's English, whether he's playing for his hometown club. I've got that, you know, we have that, I've spoke about it before as fans, don't we? We have that affinity with the, with the lad. I love seeing lads playing for their own club, you know, like Saka's playing for us, like um, Greenwood and Rushwood are playing for United, like Foden's playing for you. I, I, I like to see it. And it seems to be happening a bit more. I don't know if that's whether you guys are feeling that, but... I don't know whether this COVID financial restrictions, Chelsea last year, financial, uh, the transfer ban and stuff. It sort of seems to be having some lads, youth lads coming through and playing for the clubs, Mason Mount. You know, Frank When everyone said, oh, he's Frank Lampard's love child. He's not going to get in the team no <laughs> more. And he got bombed out first game, didn't he? And Tuchel left him out and... Um, you know, say the World Cup winners back in and you what know, not a bad substitution. Then Mason Mount comes back in and I, I just love seeing, it. I just love seeing the English boys playing in the best league in the world, f- forcing their way into the, into these clubs, which are the biggest clubs in the world, with the most money in the world. And yet there's still little Phil Foden from Manchester getting in amongst it. I just love it. I just love yeah. that. And um, so, yeah, him, I mean, Bernardo Silva, what a player. Yeah, and go the one. majestic, am I? Just, <laughs> just, I've
0: got to say, KDB isn't that injury prone. You know, in, in no. 16 17, he played 36 out of 38 league games. Centurion season, he played 37 out of 38. Okay. The following season, he got injured. Not, he played 19.
2: I'm wrong. I'm wrong then, I, you there know, was so one you...
0: season, there was one season, oh, okay. he got hurt, and he, he played 19 league games. Right. And then, last, I'm just going to tell you, last season. Uh, he played 35, so it's just one. Right. Season okay,
2: okay. So my my memory is distorted. I, He's I, still I can't have him. No, And to be honest, like you know, we, we couldn't afford to pay him for three days a week, let alone seven. So you know, he, he would he wouldn't want to come to us. But he could go and rebuild around Madrid, though, couldn't he? That, that would always be my fear with someone like that, you know, that a, a new president comes in Barcelona and says, that's the man we're going to build our club around. Not at the moment
1: team. with Spain and France, man. They ain't got any money in that kind no, of countries, have they? No, <laughs> they
2: haven't. But, yeah, for, for Phil, it would be Phil Foden for me. Fair
1: play. Scott, sorry, mate, you were going to say?
3: Yeah, I, I think the stats back up the whole Kevin thing. But I think there is a perception that he's injured a lot more than what he actually is and I mean, his assist record is just absolutely off the chart. And the, the Centurion season, you know, we, we got 100 points and we did spend most of the season without him. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I think there is that perception he's, he's injured more often than what he is. And to know when he is fit, he, he produces every time, doesn't
1: he? He does indeed. Thomas from Norway says he, he, take, he take your owner.
2: <laughs> yeah, fair, <laughs> fair, play, fair play, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> we've all missed nice. the, we've all missed the biggest picture here, haven't we <laughs> <laughs>
0: Centurion season KDB played 37 games i got to say it again Centurion season KDB played 37 games oh, it's a formidable season where we won four trophies Um that he played only 19 it's games but pretty much every every season gross. he plays it, all the games and what actually when people see his injury prone, actually he always comes back from injury ahead of schedule this yes. uh, um Latest injury, they said they were saying four to six weeks. He's come back within four weeks. He's missed six league games this season. That's all. So, this injury-plum player has played 18 out of 24 games this season. Fair play.
1: Uh, Stop boys, though,
2: Scott said, um, when, it said, when he does come back, right? He's, <laughs> he's, he's, well, he's on the bench. He's on the bench.
0: I said, for me, in February, KDB is on the bench for me, Aguero. Should be on the bench probably until the end of March because we're doing so well without him. You know, use him as a super sub, use them both as super subs, um, and, and you know, and until all the players are tired.
1: Not bad, is he having them two as super subs? Do
2: you remember when we, we used to have those sorts of options and stuff, didn't we? Not before, before City started buying all our players. <laughs> Dan, Dan, before we wrap up, while we've got Scott on here on this rare occasion, I I, I would like Scott to tell us his favourite City goal (laughs) against Arsenal. Arsenal fans are not going to like this, by the way, but it is a cracker. Um, It it was
3: two seasons ago, um, and the goal itself wasn't a particularly good goal, but it was a A goal um, when we won 3-0, and it was more about the team. I think there was 30-odd passes before... 45. I think I and it was just what a bit of team play. It was, it was just one of them. I mean, we've done it against Man United we, I think it was 54 passes and, and the goal that we, we ultimately won the game with on that one. But the Sane goal a couple of years ago, it wasn't the goal, it was the build up play to it. was absolutely exquisite.
1: I must admit, I was amazed that you had Sancho and Sane and they both gone, and I thought wow, like they are two of the best wingers and they couldn't even get in the side. It's scary, scary stuff. It really is. Uh, Mark, we'll start with you. Prediction for the game on Sunday, mate. What do you reckon?
2: I think we're going to win 2-0. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, mate. <laughs> I like it. I love the optimism. Um, FA free
2: kick and uh Davinoise header.
0: <laughs> you
1: heard it here all first.
2: Are they, are you heard all it here
0: first. The own on-goals, go- mate?
2: On goals, oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry, Ray. Yes, that is it. My premonition, I've got the wrong goal. It's 2-0 City. Two... <laughs> 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 no, no. I'm going for 2-0 Arsenal. Come on, you Arsenal.
1: <laughs> there we go. Got to be optimistic. Ray, we'll come to you next. What do you reckon, mate?
2: I can't I can't laugh at
0: him, mate, because I, I, I still remember that FA Cup semi-final. It's going to take a, a few years uh, for that, um, that feeling to disappear where we thought we'd just, you know, it looked like we'd just turn up and win. Um, uh, I'm going to go three nil to City. Three nil to 3-0. City. Simply, simply because we don't need any more than that. <laughs> Excellent. Score. You know, is, against Arsenal, we can rest after 37 minutes and and take the rest of the game easy.
2: Right, okay. I'll tell you what. If we're still in it at 37 minutes, I'll be shocked. <laughs> <chaffed. laughs>
0: <laughs> I must admit, none no, of we're not feeling
1: very optimistic, are we? So, before I give my predictions, Scott will come to you next, mate. What do you reckon the score will be, bud? Um, funny, I
3: mean, 3 0's been, um, it's, it's been a scoreline a couple of times in the last three games. 3 0, 3 0, three, 3 1. Um, I'll let you have a goal. 3 1, obviously.
1: 3 1 to Man City. Um, I am going to say. That this game is going to be too difficult for us to take three points. I love Mark's optimism, but I am going to go for a 2-0 Manchester City win. I don't think we're going to score. Uh, we're not scoring for fun at the moment, unfortunately, so I think it's going to be too difficult for us. But I actually, and people will disagree and people won't like me saying this, I think Thursday night is a lot more important than trying to beat Man City. I really do, because I actually think that if we don't beat Benfica and go through, then our manager should be sacked for what he's, he's done this season. Might be harsh, might be a horrible thing to say, but I don't think that you can sit there and say that Arsenal win tenth and out of every single trophy in February is acceptable. And that's just my opinion. Uh, I have to thank everyone for coming on tonight. It's been a great show. Ray, I'll come to you first. Ray, thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate you as always coming on. How can people follow you, mate?
0: Uh, City fan TV on YouTube, and you can catch me on Twitter. Uh, well, probably rare City fan TV one. Something like that. You put my name, Ray City, I should pop up.
1: Ray City. Is that, is that your surname then? City, yeah? <laughs> Ray, always a pleasure, man. And thanks for coming yeah, on mate. again, bro. Uh, Scott, I have to say thanks to yourself, mate. Debut, absolutely superb. A lot of people in the chat saying you spoke a lot of sense, mate. Um, so it's, it's quite rare to get a Man City on that speaks sense, isn't it, Ray? Do you know what I mean? So that's all good. Uh, <laughs> really appreciate you coming on, Scott. Uh, how can people follow you, mate? I, uh, I just, you know, I really
3: appreciate you guys having me on. Um, it's, it's nice to talk to uh, some sensible people about football sometimes, Having a Martin's a bit of a prick, but uh, you can find me <laughs> at
1: Scott Schooling, that's it, just at Scott Schooling on Twitter. At Scott Schooling on Twitter, go and give uh, Scott a follow. Mark, always a pleasure, mate. Um, yeah, thanks for getting yeah, Scott on as well, much appreciated, buddy.
2: I didn't do it, I didn't do it, our, our, our leader did it. Oh, it was Craig, uh, wasn't it? It was our leader, what? Craig, who was supposed to be here tonight, so we miss you, Craig. I hope everything's well. He's real rebuilding the internet of Cork um I think he started digging a digging a hole for them to lay the cable in from Liverpool or something. I I don't know. <laughs> like, good luck with that. But uh yeah, <laughs> If he's in Liverpool
0: he'll be he be laying the cable, there'll be someone behind him <laughs> nicking it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Starling, right, Ray, it's Starling. keep doing what you do on Twitter, Ray. We love watching your content, mate, with the with a women's football champion and all that, mate. You are you, great on there, man. Keep doing that stuff.
3: Yeah, it's funny, right? It's really good, mate cheers guys
1: absolutely top lad uh, Ray and Scott thanks for coming on Mark always a pleasure thanks to everybody in the chat yes, tonight um, absolutely brilliant Over 100 of you watching live superb stuff uh, please come and follow the same old Arsenal if you have not done so already at same old AFC on Twitter if you would like to follow myself it's at danarsenal87 we will see you on Monday at 7 o'clock when the gang are back to discuss hopefully three points against City but I think that's very optimistic we will have to see <laughs> Until then, guys, up the arsenal.
3: <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com
3: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
3: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>